Hare Krishna. Welcome back for our next series. I'm starting at the moment something called Bhakti series. And as part of the Bhakti series, we have just completed our East-West dialogue. And today we're starting um, a new Bhakti series named Table Talks. So welcome for Table Talks part one. And table Talks is something I stole from Luther, Martin Luther. He, he did something called Table Talks and I liked it because it sounds informal and kind of not too uh, rigid, but discussing relevant topics. Uh, that's what one does at Table Talks. So what shall we put on our table? Um, um, this morning I spoke about <clears throat> community and somehow or other uh, making a Krishna conscious community in the, uh, in the modern context. The uh, the world <clears throat> is so far away from um, from a traditional Vedic society, um, and we've spoke about that this morning a little bit uh, in regards to uh, uh, because. Marriage is not a protected institution. Uh, and society is not really uh, uh, supporting that anymore. Um, in an ancient Vedic culture, uh, divorce was unthinkable. It was in society not uh, allowed. So there was so much pressure to somehow or other remain married. And... Uh, <clears throat> then um, the idea was girls should be married young. Uh, child marriage was something. Stay as a child with your uh, with your family, and then uh, but have a husband. Do a little service for the husband, and then <clears throat> when the girl was sort of of an age thirteen, fourteen, then she would go live with the husband. And, and have children, and uh, everything would be early in life. Uh, now it's the opposite. <clears throat> now, uh, marriage is no longer secure. It can break any time. Therefore, the girls must be highly educated so that they can take care of themselves in case they get dumped with, by, by their husbands at a later stage. And uh, so uh, the girls marry very late, have the children very late, maybe, you know, 33, 34, 35, first child. And then uh, by the time that the children are really grown up and independent, then you're already quite old, let's say, uh, easily 60, right? So then 
then what should have been 50 has become 60. Right? Or 50 is panchatornamanam vrajat, is vanaprastha. So it kills the end of life um, because that's modern society. Modern society puts all the emphasis on youth. You're young, so enjoy, 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 enjoy. Oh, then you have enjoyed and uh, then get serious, get married, have some children, and then basically old age and die. And then, uh, but in this way, we die in an attached situation and we never learn at the end of life to detach and to focus on the Supreme Lord. And we can see where it comes from. Uh, a society that believes that this life is the all in all and is what it's about and another society which believes in eternity. And the society that leaves, believes in eternity puts the emphasis on preparing for eternity and therefore marry early and end early, take vanaprastha and prepare for the, for the spiritual world. And the society believes in enjoying the material world. Hey, have fun while you're young and get responsible as you are getting older. Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? Yes, so uh, here we are, first of all, at Table Talks, we took on community. So it all starts on a wrong basis, uh, a wrong foundation, a foundation. Uh, obviously, we understand that uh, enjoying the material world <clears throat> is not going to be a great success um, because um, yes, there are many enjoyable things in the material world but fulfillment is the other question Bhagavatam describes that even the demigods who have everything and who have amazing bodies that are not aging, that are not smelly, that are just enjoyable and wonderful. But even those demigods, they're still not fulfilled. Still, they also. So here, uh, a lot of struggle. And it's the, it's the age of Kali. Right? As, the, as we are struggling to enjoy and are not getting fulfillment, then the tendency is to go towards sinful enjoyment. And as society has become more sinful, it has become the age of Kali, where that predominates. So, uh, no, it, it's, it's not so easy. Uh, now, if we read in the Ramayan, uh, then we read that the king uh, was held responsible for disease and that disease would be considered the, the result of uh, impious actions. Right? Now uh, it's different, right? Now we're, we need all kinds of fabrics, uh, you know, for medical care, and it's horrible, right? Jeez, these hospitals are brutal places where... Uh, the treatment is 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 very very intense, and uh, what can be said? I mean, amazing things can be done, but it is is also very very intense. 
the approach. Yeah, so the modern culture and modern society is plagued by difficult karma. So anyway, enough about that, because after all, uh, this is not a formal lecture. This is just table talks. And table talks, uh, yeah, they, they shift from topic to topic, and they just leave it as it is. But we've sp spoken about community and, the, uh, and society at large, and being affected by the influence of the age of Kali. Um, yeah, uh, a totally a different thing, um, which I think is, uh, is about uh, expression. I think that uh, culture, um, culture is is meant for human expression. And we need culture. And uh, when we speak about community, through culture, we can really uh, do something. Uh, through culture, we can, uh, we can improve our, uh, our facility for expression. Yeah. See, we want to have a good time. So why not have a good time? Uh, we're seeing that... Um, <coughs> sorry, my throat is something dry. <coughs> Try some more water. So we see that uh, there are uh, human beings, they want to have a good time. And in the, uh, in the Krishna book, uh, we see the residents of Vrindavan. And it's not dry. It's not just they're all Krishna conscious and uh, they're all following regulative principles and they're all thinking about going back to Godhead and the spiritual world, and therefore they're all super Krishna conscious and so on. No, they are householders and they're having fun and they have festivals where they throw yogurt mixed with turmeric at each other, right? Which, where they dress up in nice clothes and then they just, and then someone starts to throw the yogurt around. It's like, oh, ho, ho, I see. And before you know, right, there's a whole thing going on. It's not difficult to imagine some villagers with mustaches throwing yogurt and turmeric and, uh, at each other and spoiling each other's clothes. But they have so many clothes, so that's okay. You know, it's, it's like they can absorb that. So that is very, very, uh, it's not a stiff society. It's not a society that is, is dry and, and just, uh, uh, you know. Um, so sometimes we, we have, uh, we're lacking in that. We have lost the culture of the Western way of, of life. 
and we haven't uh, developed uh, the spiritual arts and culture. I mean, even simple things like making beautiful rice designs and colors, you know what I mean? Uh, rice flour mixed with colors and then nice yantras or nice, nice uh, uh, flower designs or whatever. And the ladies, they learn this art, right? And in front of the house, they make these things. Uh, it's a South Indian thing, particularly, but it is very beautiful. It is, it does, uh, and beauty is something that uh, is needed, right? We are meant to enjoy beauty in order to, uh, to feel satisfied in life. When everything is ugly, uh, and then it is austere, it's austere life. Uh, Saturnic people are flourishing. Uh, those are national, natural renunciants who are skinny and who are uh, who eat like just frugally. Uh, such people, they they live in austere cells. Uh, but other people who have a bit of Venus in their chart, they like a little bit of nice beautiful looking arrangements. So that's fine. That is not at all that we want to strip life from this culture. Yes, renunciance, um, that is maybe another thing, right? Uh, but it can also be, be pleasant. We also see that sages would make nice ashrams in the forest, right? And they were building simple cottages and but they would make also gardens and you know make it make it uh, look pleasant and, and attractive uh, that is allowed it's not that every sage had to live necessarily in a broken hut right uh, maybe but generally uh, a nice clean camp was certainly possible but simple with, with items from the forest. So like that, that was not that the sages then were going to develop terrible material attachment and then they would uh, be forced to take another birth because at least not those who are Vaishnavas, because the Vaishnava is not concerned with uh, cultivating so much detachment from matter. The Vaishnava is concerned in cultivating attachment to Krishna. And that is really the essence. Uh, all that deta detachment from material things is not going to help us because under the surface, there still will be attachment. Right? It's, it just goes under the surface. One externally gives it up, but that doesn't mean that the hankering for material things will just go away. And therefore it is called Falgu Vairagya. Um, I went, I went to, um, to Gaya. Um, and in Gaya, there is a river named the Falguna River. 
So when we went to the river, there was no water in the river. So a dry river, oh. And people said, no, 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 just dig. And if you dig about 50 centimeters, there's water. Because the Falgu River or Falguna River is an underground river. Yeah, so this is called Falgu Vairagya, where we give up material things, but the, and the attachment simply goes underground. Uh, one can only overcome attachment or detachment by attachment to something higher. Bhakti Parusana Bhava Virakti Anyadza Chaisa Trikke Ekakala Prabhana Manasya Tusti Pustik Sut Apaya Nugasam. Just like when we get satisfied in eating, we lose the taste for other things. So as we get attached to Krishna and get satisfied in relation to Krishna, then we automatically become detached. Therefore, Vaishnavas are not in fear of using uh, pleasant material arrangements and then that they will uh, be forced to take another birth. No, they are attached to Krishna. I'm talking pleasant material arrangement. Now I'm not talking palaces and, you know, uh, sovas with brocade made of gold, with real gold worked into the cloth and jewels studded in the wall. That's obviously the residence for a king and not the residence for a sadhu. But a sadhu can live in a pleasant place which has natural beauty um, because beauty is still reflecting Krishna um, there is this point that we can see beauty in the world as Krishna's smiling face uh, so I used to think of the uh, Air India uh, advertisement. They have a little man with a turban who is sort of smiling and very welcoming. And that is it. You know, so the beauty in this world is the smile of, of Krishna, which is the welcome of Krishna. Welcome to the eternal beauty. So we don't have to spit at beauty in this world. So here, our table talks have already made spiritual life something more livable, uh, something more livable than just a rigid, rigid monastic model. Um, sometimes, you know, sometimes we see that they take the monastic model of the renunciants and impose it upon the grihastas, uh, and that the grihastas then are like versions of, married versions of monastic people, of monks, of brahmacharis, and so on. That's, uh, that's a mistake. Uh, that's a mistake. The grihastas uh, can satisfy themselves in, uh, by uh, pleasant material culture, yes, but of goodness, right? But goodness includes beauty, and goodness includes a fine sense, um, uh, cleanliness. And uh, so the idea 
of a residence that is nourishing and sustaining, that is in, important. Um, so in table talks, I'm, I'm allowed to just uh, shift gears. And so I'll go to uh, the new age approach of looking at a way at a home, the home as a nourishing place. So yes, the home should be a nourishing place. It should nourish the mind. It should nourish uh, the body. It is a place to rejuvenate, to pick up good positive energy, but it should be based on the mode of goodness. And, and then uh, Krishna should be in the center of it all. Right? And that is a good home and a good, a good ashram. And that is something uh, that we try to create. In this way, um, Krishna consciousness is not a life of denial of the world, but Krishna consciousness is a life of, uh, of, of experiencing the pleasure of the mode of goodness along uh, with Sansidir uh, Haritosanam. That is the meaning of the verse that we live the system of Varnashram and trying to cultivate a mode of goodness and come, but for the pleasure of the Supreme Lord. From there, we are serving Krishna and we worship the deity and we make wonderful offerings to the deity and we're chanting Hare Krishna and we are, uh, and we are reading Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, we're remembering the Holy Dham and, uh, and, and we live with devotees. Panjanga Bhakti, can't go wrong. Everything is there. Uh, the perfect transcendental arrangements. Yes. So, in table talk, uh, we're talking about what is coming on the table. And certainly, some prasadam has to be there on the table. Uh, that's what a table is is certainly designed for. A table can do different things. Uh, one can put books on the table, one can, but certainly uh, prasada must be also on the table. Yes. So uh, let there be nice, wholesome, tasty prasada, very healthy, right? So yes, uh, Communities on the land are very, very important. Um, Prabhupada was uh, speaking about such communities, uh, Nuvrindavan, Gitanagari. Um, Gitanagari, the villages based on the Bhagavad Gita. And Srila Prabhupada wrote in 1959 an essay about Gitanagari, about the Gita villages. And he wanted that this Gita village would be a model for a village. And he wanted many Gita villages everywhere. And villages 
based on simple living and high thinking, on the philosophy of the Bhagavad Gita, and at the same time, living with the goodness from the earth and having honest foodstuffs. So we are at the moment in, in Radhadesh started working on something called Prema culture. And we have launched it uh, on the internet, premaculture.org, uh, org for organic, right? And also because it was cheaper than .com. Right? because .com wanted a lot of money for the domain. So, but org, premaculture.org. So premaculture, what is that? Premaculture is a type of permaculture. Permaculture has been invented by Bill Mollison from Australia, who was rather in, was developing a way of farming where rather, rather than fighting with nature and use nature to help us in farming. And for example, there are things like companion plants, right? So if you put certain, you pull the other one out? Or you want to put it next door? Yeah, that's fine. Hare Krishna. So I am reconnected, I guess, to the other modem now. We are testing modems here. Um, yes. Um, so uh, what I was saying, this permaculture uh, was started by Bill Mollison in Australia, and you use nature to work for nature. Um, now, I spoke about companion plants, right? And uh, in permaculture, you also, also they, they make insects and so on, right? In permaculture, um, we are particularly... Uh, trying to, uh, to grow vegetables, to uh, bring in principles, ahimsa, where possible, to, uh, and to bring in uh, the mode of goodness. Uh, uh, so yes, we work with uh, companion plants, uh, you can check out premaculture.org. Make this a whole uh, whole movement, and we're going to uh, also uh, we'll be teaching uh, premaculture courses in the uh, Bhaktivedanta College at Varadesh, uh, starting from next year. We're now preparing, and. Uh, we hope in the future we'll be uh, having many students and volunteers and we hope that uh, the permaculture way of farming will be, uh, will be catching on. We have one expert farmer named Thibaut. And Thibaut is, uh, or in French, Thibaut, 
uh, he is uh, a very uh, uh, he is a biologist and he is uh, he is also has uh, two uh, permaculture degrees he has a degree in ecology he has three master degrees something in management also so uh, he's a, he's a high-powered person and uh, he's driving the development and I am also very much involved in the program and uh, would like to see how permaculture is is uh, is becoming a brand of sustainable farming known around the world yes um, So that was a little news at the table. Uh, and uh, because that's also what table talks are about, what's new. Uh, uh, another thing about table talk is I have here next door uh, a person who's trying to hide, but I think we should bring him out and, uh, and bring him in the picture. Why not? I have a sofa here. He can sit on the sofa, and we just turn the, uh, uh, yes, turn it again. So, <clears throat> uh, Hare, Krishna. Hare Krishna, and we have here Gore Mohan. He is the uh, president of the, uh, of the temple in, uh, in Germany, Simachalan, the Lion Temple. Uh, and here, this temple is dedicated to a deity of uh, Lord Nishingadev. Um, if you walk really quick next door, there's a picture on the wall and we can just take that down and show. Um, okay, so here he is, a deity, Lord Nishingadev, and he's very large. Huh? How big is the deity? <clears throat> uh, 150. Yeah, one and a half meters. So, just put him on the harmonium. Yeah. So, one and a half meters is a uh, is a very substantial deity. He's also big and broad, but he is he is strong, but he's also very fatherly. So, uh, Gore Mahan, uh, he has lived here on this project. From what age? Seven. Seven. So prior to that, you were in Peru? Yeah. Um, so the first seven years, he grew up in Peru. And uh, he still remembers the school in Peru. What was that like? <clears throat> There's lots of many Krishna conscious children um, playing and playing with Maya and Krishna through catching. <laughs> Okay, what did it look like? <clears throat> Look, was a regular day school where um, we would attend classes from a certain time to a certain time. What time? What did the buildings look like? I remember vaguely, but they looked was a little. We had a courtyard and, and we had a kindergarten and first grade, second grade. Was it green or was it was there stone? What was it like? It was stone and concrete more. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, uh, but you didn't go to school so long because you were young. 
I mean, you, at seven, you, you, you still haven't had a lot of school. I had one and a half years. Ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's short. Yeah. You have been to Germany. Mm -hmm. And uh, and you've been the temple president here now for how long? Three years. Three years, huh? Wow. And what are the projects that you are working on here at the moment? <clears throat> at the moment, we have a um, few projects going on. Um, one of that is uh, crisis management, which I think is actually uh, crucial at this time that we prepare to be ready for crisis so that in case certain things happen that one is able to feed one's community. So you're building up a stock of food? Is that part of your crisis management? Yeah, it's, uh, it consists of four parts. One is um, warmth, how to have a heating, a working heating unit. Then uh, one is water, the other one is um, Lebensmittel, food, yeah, food, and uh, the other one is medicine. Medicine. So on all this four, we try to be independent from the system. Okay, so you're building up a whole stock here. Yes. And you're making water tanks where you can store water. Yes. Yeah. Also, we're trying to drill our own. It get your own wells. Get our own wells. I see. Are you having? Uh, yeah, yeah, you can come in. It's table talk. So table talk is informal. And this is Sanjay who comes in and also is smiling. He is bringing something to eat because, as I said before, you have to be able every once in a while to put something to eat on the table. But before we talk about eating and get serious about that, and I will not eat online. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> We're just having a talk with Gur Mohan, the president of the Simachalam Temple. And uh, you have cows here also? We have um, eight cows at the moment. Eight cows. Are they giving milk? Yes, two are giving milk without having having ever had a cow. Oh. So it's altogether around seven liters a day we're getting from them. Okay. Something. Yes. And then... Uh, um, how many devotees are here? <clears throat> At the moment, with including children, we are more than 40. 40 people. Yes. And uh, what are you all doing? How do you engage all these people as a temple president? 40 people. Um, yes. Yeah, well, house um, or finances or administration, like myself. And um, the others are single brahmacharis or brahmacharinis, matajis, ladies who live in ashram. And um, yeah, and um, the men are, both of them, we have so many parts. We have 16 departments, we have a kitchen, we have temple um, pujari helpers, those who have the ceremonies and different parts. So we always, uh, there's always enough people to engage. Now we have a harvest. We have lots of apples, lots of plums, and we need to process them all. How many apples do you have? Two years ago, we had two tons of apples. Mm -hmm. So I guess you, this year it's not that much. But What do you do with all of that? We either dry them, we um, make juice out of them, or we uh, eat them fresh. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, same with other fruits like plums and so on. Yeah, marmalades or mousse, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's nice. 
Yesterday, I saw a lot of cabbage coming off the field. Quite a lot, yes. And what are you, you going to do with all that cabbage? With it, uh, traditionally, we did a sauerkraut. Sauerkraut. <laughs> wow, we're in Germany. Yeah. And guess what? They're making sauerkraut. So how do you make sauerkraut now that we are talking about it? A sauerkraut? Um, uh, a a big what? Cutting board. A big cutting board. And then you move the uh, slide the cabbage over it again and again, and you get small, fine uh, slides, slices. Yeah, okay, like a grating board. Yeah, grating board. It's called grating. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we put it in a ceramic pot. In a then, ceramic pot. Yes, and then we have a stampfer. Uh, you know, uh, poof. Anyway, you grind it, a grinder. And n yeah, no, we have a something. A grinding we, mortar. We have a mortar, yeah, where, where we hit it and so to press it together. It presses it all together so that we can fit more into the uh, into this uh, ceramic bucket. And yeah. We fill it with water, and it has a little um, yeah rinne around it where we fill it with water. A little little edge around it? Yeah, an edge where you can fill in water so that it seals completely. You put a lid, lid and then you seal it with water. Okay. And, and, then, and seals and then you put it in the basement and then it becomes good. It ferments and then you have very healthy sauerkraut. Wow. It's, it's natural fermented like that. Yes. And then what do you do with that? You eat sour cabbage? Yes. We cook it and put yeah. some spices to it, some crumble. And, uh, yeah, some, some yeah, yeah, okay. And you put some spices and then offer it to the Okay, okay. I mean, you don't mix it with potatoes or something like that. You can mix it with potatoes, one can put in paneer, it's all very, uh -huh. very different ways. You can I see, it. I see, I see. And that stays good for a long time? That stays long as long as you want. The sailors used to earlier uh, take it on ships and survive from that for many months. So, uh huh. So that's, that's like how you preserve it for the winter? Yes. That's the idea. So are you putting other things in glass jar for the winter and things like that? Some other... You're doing that? Yeah, we're doing and, that. And the tomatoes? You, you dry tomatoes also? Uh, not now. We're mainly concentrating on the fruits. The tomatoes yeah. we're eating a lot. Yeah, like eating tomatoes. Okay. Anyway, so... And then you also have activities of going out of the farm? Sangirtan and Harinam, like yesterday, also it came along. <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. Yes. Okay. You're, you're talking now to people who uh, are interested in living on farms and the goodness of life on the farms, and then uh, and wouldn't mind to visit the Hare Krishna ashram and get some idea how. Uh, how people live here with Vedic principles and with, uh, you know, uh, standards of life that are different than mainstream society um, with uh, spiritual goals. Um, that's what we're talking about. And we're trying to find out what they're doing. So I think one of the things, what he's saying is, uh, of course, the, the public singing of, of Hare Krishna devotees is has become a, a trademark that goes on around the world occasional aspect of uh, of bringing vedic literature into the world right and trying to uh, 
to introduce this Vedic knowledge on a wider scale, either by selling uh, books so that, or by you're doing these kind of things also from here. Yes, we have uh, <clears throat> vans and like mobile homes that we transform into uh, practical storage also for books. We put in many books and then we go journey from city to city and we approach people and ask them if they're interested in, in spiritual wisdom and we share the Bhagavad Gita or Srimad Bhagavatam or science of self-realization, mainly books given to us by Shri Prabhupada. And it's a very nice exchange to give people um, something for their life and yeah, and they're actually appreciated a lot that we're not so um, religiously fanatic, just seeing our view, but actually we just want to share and those who want to take, they can take. And it's a nice way of sharing spiritual mm -hmm. knowledge. Okay. Anyway, so that was a little bit from the place where I am at the moment. I, I don't mind farms. I like farms. I like nature. And it's sometimes spent in nature gives us a, a reflective lifestyle, um, a lifestyle where our own nature uh, because living in the in the big cities is disconnecting us from our nature uh, because we live in an artificial pace of life we are dealing with a lot of artificial things of course uh, even here in the countryside uh, I am uh, I'm sitting uh, Sanjaya uh, one second. Can you go next door? I'm sitting in a, uh, yeah, in a farm, in a natural environment, but at the same time, I am, uh, yeah, using these artificial means. There's a drawing on the table with the kit gave me. Yeah. But, you know, at least, fortunately, there are some birds here <laughs> as well. So it's not that we are in any way missing out on the goodness of nature. Yes. So we're enjoying our, uh, our times here on the farm and to see uh, natural products coming off the land is something that helps us. Then combine that with spiritual uh, principles, uh, trying to live by the mode of goodness. Um, there's a nice guest house. Many guests are coming here. So you have to book in advance. Uh, in, in, in the website is called what? Simhachalam? Simhachalam.de. Simhachalam CH? Or with, oh. with a C? It's a place to see. There's an amazing temple where a deity of Nishingadev, the protector of the devotees, is worshipped in many ways, in, in a unique way, um, bringing in uh, the best from South Indian standards of worship, uh, Vaishnav standards of worship, 
from the north and uh, standards with experience and uh, living with spiritual principles that uh, are in the mode of goodness. A little oasis in the world. Anyone, anyone can come anytime and just look online and... Uh, Hare Krishna.